With Hashem's loving grace, this is your host, Laser Brody, here at Parsha Pearls. This week's Torah portion is Parsha Mishpatim, and we have an interesting anecdote right in the beginning, the interesting law in the beginning of Mishpatim. Mishpatim is the laws that after Moses was on Mount Sinai, Hashem gave him not only the Ten Commandments, but gave him all the laws the next 40 days, and Moses passes these laws down to the Jewish people. An interesting law, and we figure, what is this uh, applicable for today? We know that the Torah is for posterity, and the Torah is always relevant. So what's the relevance of an indentured servant? One of the first laws that Moses brings is the laws of an indentured servant. Well, it was more applicable in old times, but even nowadays, we have to understand, there are several aspects to the Torah, and two main aspects. There's the outer aspect, and there's the inner dimension, the esoteric message. And the indentured servant... It's a message for posterity about every single one of us. Now, the Torah tells about indentured servant. Was an indentured servant? A person becomes a servant, an evidently, in one of two ways. If the person is destitute and poor and can't can't afford to uh, make a living for himself, then he sells himself into servitude, finds himself a master, and he sells himself into servitude, and he acts as a servant for that master. There's another way where if the person was a thief and he was caught in thievery, stealing something, and he had to return to pay the price of what he what he stole, and he couldn't pay the price, then he gets sold into servitude. All right, that's an indentured servant. So indentured servant works for six years. In the seventh year, he goes out, the sabbatical seventh year, he goes out free. Okay, but the one thing the Torah tells about uh, indentured servant, if we look at uh, the book of Exodus in chapter 21, verse 2, it says about the indentured servant, Im begapo yavo, begapo that if gapo means that if he comes alone, if he comes alone, if he comes in alone to his master, then he goes out alone. What does that mean? That means if the servant is single and he comes in master, and then when he leaves the master, he has to leave single. Okay, but if he's married, he comes with his wife, and he leaves, he leaves with his wife. And it's a difference that if the indentured servant, while he's servant, then his master has a right to give him a wife, or the concubine, whatever you want to call it, and they have children. But the, the wife, she doesn't leave servitude. She belongs to the master. And the children that are born into service to, they remain in servitude. So if the man came in alone, he goes out himself. So what does this mean? What's the inner meaning here? If we look at something, look at the numerical value of every word, every word in the Lashon HaKodesh, in the Holy Tongue in Hebrew, it has tremendous, deep, deep, deep secrets. The more you dig, the more you find. Like digging for diamonds. The deeper you find, the bigger diamonds you find. If we take the word begapo, which means alone, and gapo comes out in gematria 91. 91 is the gematria of Hashem Elohim. It's his Hashem, Elohim, Yud Kei Vav Kei, and Aleph Dalet Nod Yud, which what we say, Hashem. Okay, Hashem, but we say, and, and we'll say it out, outside of context of prayer, but Adonoi. Hashem, Adonoi, the gematria of these two, 26 and 65 is 91. So we see Begapol comes out the same gematria as Hashem's name, Hashem's ineffable for name, and the name we also use, this is Hashem's complete name, 91. So what does this tell us? If he comes with 91, with Hashem's name, he comes into the world and he has nothing but Hashem, then he leaves also with, with Hashem. It's the same thing, that even if a person is married, who's the master? The 
it, it's esoteric meaning of the Torah, the underlying meaning, the master is Hashem, well, the master. And if a person comes into this world and a person sells himself or sells herself into servitude to a flesh and blood master, then he can't have a master in, in heaven. That's why most people have difficulty getting close to Hashem because they are servants to their own bodily appetites. Now, as soon as a person is, serv is in servitude to bodily appetites, then he can't be in servant to Hashem because his, his body is master. His body's master over himself. But if a person puts aside his appetites and he takes his soul and his soul subjugates the body, the body becomes servitude to the soul and the soul, that's a tiny part of the master. That's a shem. So the body becomes in servitude, the master. So when the body comes in the world, it comes in alone, alone. But what's that alone? We said gematria, it's a shem. The alone, the body's not really alone, alone with any other person. Okay, the person is born, born alone. But he's born with a shem. Shem brings him into the world. And when a person leaves the world, he leaves alone. If he had a wife and he had uh, 20 children and 200 grandchildren and 2,000 great-grandchildren, he leaves the world alone. A person comes in alone and leaves the world alone. So we see something like this. Just as we come in the world alone, only with the Shem, alone of any other person, but only with the Shem, we leave alone only with the Shem. And, you know, loneliness is probably the Emotional problem, number one, that people have around the world because they feel so lonely. But as soon as you have a Shem in your life, you're not lonely because maybe lonely of other people because people are, are naturally they're egotistic. Everyone's worried about his own agenda, his own things. And who really cares intrinsically about another person? Unless someone you really, really love, like, like your own child or, or, or your spouse, somebody very close. But basically, people, they're in it for themselves or out of it for themselves. The only true, loyal friend, father that we have in the world is Hashem. So we learn from the Parsha that we come in alone, but alone is Hashem. That's Hashem hidden in that loneliness. And we leave the world with Hashem. So we have to understand, just as we come in the world with Hashem, and we leave the world with Hashem, if we want to have a good life, we have to have that continuity of Hashem in our lives, and then we're never alone. And that is the thing, if a person is in servitude, we're in servitude to a Shem, then we're never in servitude to a single other person in the world. And that is the real freedom. The real freedom is in servitude to a Shem, because that way a person isn't in servitude to a community, to other people, to a boss, to an employer. He's got bitachon, he's got trust in a Shem. He's not dependent on people, he's dependent only on a Shem. And that is real freedom. That's emotional freedom and spiritual freedom. So you should never forget that, that to be in servitude, an indentured servant to Hashem, servant of Hashem. And this is the praise that the Torah tells about Moses. Moses, Eved Hashem, calls him a servant of Hashem. And this is what uh, Hashem said about King David, the prophet, David Avdi, David, my servant. It is actually the greatest compliment in the world to be called Hashem's servant. Because when a person is Hashem's servant, He's not the servant of any other flesh and blood on earth. So God bless. Have a good week. And we look forward to seeing you. Bezat Hashem next week on Parsha Pearls. Take care.